0: let's just do the
1: introduction this is the introduction of the podcast <laughs> hunt's villain history, the, history, history 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 the the late early edition
0: yeah i guys the
1: this is the insomnia edition
0: we're all real tired
1: we had to wake a dude up to like do the podcast <laughs> the studio <laughs> Our audience studio
0: audience willing or not the studio audience today is a guy <laughs> that was sleeping where i'm currently sitting <laughs> and we were like get the hell up so
1: hey it's podcast time i hope you read the memo <laughs> all right <in> the
0: emails <laughs> to be fair i did call you at like 10:15 last night That's and true. i said i'll see you in 12 hours
1: and i was like i have coffee and then you brought some coffee so it's like we're all we're good to go. Huntsville in history, financed
0: almost entirely by Deathwish. Completely,
1: completely supported by Deathwish. Co- Where are they from? Do you even know? Uh,
0: they're from New York. Uh huh. But we also have Makes a lot sense. of listeners from New York. Uh huh. I know that there's at least three people.
1: Heck yeah, f- from New York. <laughs> <laughs> they want to hear the perverse, twisted history that is the South, and I don't blame them. It's like half our audience <laughs> is those three, those three dudes, and they're all drinking Deathwish because they're. No, they are. They live in New York, so I I figure you have to have like a steady supply of caffeine. That's like the first thing you do.
0: They said that they were going to get the Death Wish vodka and send it to me, so that I could be really confident at all times.
1: Do they have that? It's
0: a thing. That's Death Wish That vodka.
1: sounds like the the apex of Four loco or something, like a very dangerous substance.
0: <laughs> let's get the most alcohol and the most caffeine in the smallest possible What's area. What's the
1: FDA going to let us get away with? Like, let's ah, just...
0: Heart attack in a <laughs> bottle. So, when I came in today, I was mm-hmm. like, hey, today we're going to kind of talk about cops a little. And you were like, oh, that's timely. And I was like, oh, shit, yes. it
1: is. There is, yeah, the Damn. debate, the ongoing debate... Um. For people that don't know, it's it's the middle of the, I guess the summer still technically.
0: Today is July seventeenth, so that's yes. very much summer. So this
1: is when we're recording this, and it's definitely top topical conversation. And I've already heard we already heard a little bit about the founding of the police force in our previous episodes. That's true, of Huntsville,
0: and that actually I'm glad that you brought that up because, um, I went and I just looked on like the Huntsville police department's history website and they put it in there they're like we were officially founded kind of in 1831 as the night watch and i was like
1: oh but that was for slaves (laughs) do you think that's because of us how'd they find did they just do that or it's already no no it's been up okay i was just like are they they listening right now is the huntsville
0: police department (laughs) do they want to know are they like did john o'brien solve a crime 200 years ago
1: (laughs) Case closed. Thanks, <laughs> Huntsville History.
0: That that one about that guy that got axed in the forehead, we yeah. finally figured it out.
1: The corn beating, we got it all down. It's locked.
0: The, everyone's dead. <laughs> everyone's been
1: put to death. Like <laughs> the victims, the perpetrators, everybody's been put to death. But, all right,
0: so <laughs> the reason we're talking about cops a little mm-hmm. bit and old school slave patrols is yeah. because... The coolest thing I could find recently, and, you know, I like to kind of keep the podcast in the 1800s. Nice coolest and thing... recent. Oh, yeah, you know. what? Damn it. The coolest <laughs> thing I could find recently <laughs> was about eight patrolmen getting into a fight in the woods.
1: They were all patrolmen?
0: They got into a fight in the woods with two guys. Ah, okay, okay. With, like,
1: swords. With swords. <laughs> It was spice it up Alabama style. I mean, they were. Wasn't a sword a pretty
0: expensive thing back then? I mean, swords were fairly expensive. So it's just the fact that everyone was in the woods swinging them at each other, (laughs) and then someone whipped out a pistol because they were like, "Oh wait, we have this technology." It's Uh, not Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, it's not twelve forty anymore. They weren't the (laughs) Mongols. Whatever, so tell was... us
1: tell us the story. I wanna
0: Alright, cool. So we're gonna talk about patrols. I'm gonna mm-hmm. talk a lot about slave patrols, mm-hmm. I'm just kinda like the history of them. And then like Alabama slave codes. And then we're gonna yeah. So May 8th, 1819.
1: The day they'll live in infamy.
0: Sure. Aaron Green, Manan Priest Priest, John Priest, Isaac Priest, Joel Sturman, Jandy Bell, David Draper, and Thomas Rowe. We're all patrolling Madison County. Mm -hmm. I I can't keep the voice up forever. (laughs) So they were all out. They were out on a patrol. Right. So back in the day, um, pretty much everyone in the South was constantly flipping their stuff because they were like, oh, man. Slave uprising. It's coming. Everyone be super careful. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, you had, like, the big ones, right? So the Stono Revolt in 1739, and that kind of stayed on everyone's brain Mm -hmm. forever. And actually the first slave patrols that we have records of, uh, the ones that came out of South Carolina, were a result of the Stono Revolt. But then um, you also had, like, Haiti being a thing. Yeah. So when the Haitian Revolution started... Mm Everyone, every white person in America was just like, "Oh no,
1: mhm, this is bad, So these were guys patrolling the woods, probably sanctioned paid by the government, um just to patrol the woods, or were they are they i mean
0: specifically, um they're going to be originally like looking for slaves mm-hmm. uh like just escaped slaves and Native Americans that were like outside of the Cherokee or Chickasaw Nation. Ah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so... And and that's, like, is this still during the age? I know we talked a little bit about the slave populations, and they were up to, like, 50 or more percent, like, of oftentimes. Kennedy. So there's a, that was a lot of African and, and other slaves that were... That's a lot of people.
0: I mean, that is, that is. That um, a small
1: minority, yeah, we'll be looking after. Yeah.
0: Uh, but, yeah, this is... It's 1819, so... Mm-hmm. The enslaved population of Madison County was about 45% Mm -hmm. at that time. Because remember in like um, 1809, it goes from like 12% to 1820, 45%. Yeah, huge, huge influx. Yeah, Yeah, just absolutely massive. And so, bam, I just went and I looked up some stuff from like some of the leading people from like Mm -hmm. police studies like Victor Kappeler and Sally ha- <clears throat> Sally Haddon, some things like that. And so I have some quotes. I don't know if I could throw them in. Whatever. I don't care. I'm going to do it. So Victor Kappeler, who is this dude that teaches at Eastern Kentucky University, mm-hmm. um, he does like police studies, which surprisingly, that's a thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, that like took me off guard when I first learned about the fact that there are still historians that are like, but what about cops? Yeah, right? yeah,
1: definitely. So they are in the, like a pretty interesting gray area. It was like, yeah, sort of they're sort of martial, but not the military per se, but involved exactly. on a local level. Seems like a pretty important part of any society. So. Exactly.
0: And so, bam, Victor Capilla, the institution of slavery and the control of minorities, however, were two of the more formidable historic features of American society shaping early policing. Uh, many Southern police departments began as slave patrols, yada, yada. And then Sally Haddon, who wrote, like, literally the book on Georgia slave mm-hmm. patrols, right? Like, was, she was the lady. Yeah. Um So she was talking about how uh, when slave patrols first got started in Georgia in 1757, right? That's when they had the first law. Uh, it was hey it was an involuntary thing so if you were just like a white guy that it was, yeah was it was like a compulsory age, yeah draft like, of uh yeah so they would just pull you and you're like you're patrolling tonight it's like damn it so that's,
1: yeah that's interesting i did not yeah it's like uh yeah you were involved in this whole system no in matter who life. you were exactly slave owner or layman or whatever
0: I mean, yeah, like, one of the best quotes that I've ever seen about, like, the slave society that developed in the Old South was, like, nobody escaped.
1: Yeah, everybody was in there in some ways.
0: Yeah, you were either, like, enslaved, or you were at the, like, pinnacle, or you were just trying to move around in there somehow, right? And, yeah, like, no one escapes. It was, like, a total sort of cultural thing. But... Yeah, so she was talking about how the slave patrols, and especially in Savannah, because Savannah, uh, well, one, from previous episodes, we should know, or at least folks listening should know, that Georgia is, like, the birthplace of the Deep South, Mm -hmm. right? It's very much, like, the seed that made Alabama and Mississippi and Arkansas and Florida and all that, so anything that happens in Georgia is going to have ramifications Mm -hmm. decades later and kind of like, oh no, that's why everything's weird here. So when Georgia first started, it was a, let me, best way to say this. So when it was a penal colony, right? Mm -hmm. When Georgia was like a debtor colony, when it was founded in 1732, um, slavery was illegal. Like, when it was still trusty Georgia, when it was ruled by these 12 random dudes back in Britain, they were like, "Slavery should be illegal in Mm -hmm. that colony. We should only be sending over the angriest, poorest white people. And so, (laughs) uh, eventually, though, you have the original, like, Savannah area Mm -hmm. starts pushing for slavery. They're like, guys, we should totally have slaves, right? Like that's their whole, that's their whole spiel. We're and, in the South. Yeah. And a lot of them are going to be uh, like South Carolina merchants that had moved down to right. Savannah, things like that. And so they're like, bros, we should totally have some slaves. And there was actually a really interesting petition. Right. And so a lot of the early debtors, early debtors moving to Georgia were from Scotland, mm-hmm. which is, I've always just been blown away by that. Cause it's like, you're Scottish. You're very cold, and you wear wool. And
1: mm-hmm. you're moving
0: to freaking Georgia, right? To try and like grow wine and silkworms. One of the original ideas was they were like, "We're gonna teach Scottish people how to grow silkworms."
1: Wow, <laughs> yeah,
0: in Georgia, and obviously that For failed. The
1: silk export
0: of the world, yeah, obviously that failed tremendously. Because like, I duh. wonder if
1: they just like looked at Georgia and was like, "You know what? That's like." Kind of like the east, the far east. Like we should, (laughs) I guess it's hot and humid, and I don't know. I guess technically it might work. I have no idea. Literally in the (laughs) seventeen in the seventeen twenties, when they were like that imperial wiseness, (laughs) 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 yeah. When Britain all their
0: all knowing powers (laughs) exactly in the seventeen twenties, Britain was like Georgia is at the same latitude as southern China.
1: Just look at the map though, it makes total sense. It, they did, they were <laughs> like,
0: There's a line that runs and it goes all the way through southern China, through Georgia, all the mm-hmm. way to Morocco. And so, they were like, We can grow olives and silkworms yeah. and everything in Georgia just because uh-huh. it's at the same like latitude hmm. on the earth. And everyone in Britain was like, Yeah, it seems like a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. You, you you present a genius viewpoint, James Oglethorpe. <laughs> Clearly, let's send all of our poorest people there, and we'll teach them how to grow olives and silkworms. And...
1: Yeah, and that's a far, far place to send somebody. From Scotland <clears throat> all the way across the ocean, all the way down to the, un, at that time, almost beastly and <laughs> unsettled <laughs> lands. <laughs>
0: well, I mean... There, there were obviously you know like there's the there's the, ports the, and the... there's the Creek and Muskogee peoples yeah yeah and they have their towns and they're like we're we're from here I'm not sure what y'all are doing why <laughs> the are silk's you not there <laughs> yeah they were like those are some dumb looking worms you know so and but yeah so eventually Savannah becomes like this mm-hmm. trading capital mm-hmm. and unfortunately when it ends up happening is people from South Carolina show up
1: again. I know, right? The whole this whole upper <laughs> northerners, or upper southerners, I know. as I'd call them.
0: It, yeah. And so it's like the same thing mm-hmm. uh, from one of our previous episodes where people from Virginia showed up and ruined everything. Mm-hmm. So people from South Carolina show up, and they become kind of this uh, very early sort of Rough and tumble planter elite in Mm -hmm. Savannah, Mm -hmm. and they're like illegally keeping slaves, and they're like, "What are you gonna do, Georgia?" Right? They're just like, you know, because at the time Georgia is literally it's just a buffer colony to Mm -hmm. prevent the Spanish from like going in and wiping out South Carolina, and so they're like, Mm -hmm. "What are you gonna do?" Right? You you ain't you got nothing, James Oglethorpe. (laughs) You got nothing. You know, and that's the name of the guy, too, James Oglethorpe. Mm -hmm. That's, like, the original dude that founds Georgia. And so, anyways, all of these people in Savannah were eventually just tired of, like, having to be like, you got nothing, James Oglethorpe. What you gonna do? And they start petitioning in the, I think, 1739. They start petitioning in the late 1730s. And so this is, like, just after the Stono Revolt. Mm-hmm. Which was like, um, you know, a giant revolution ish. Like forty-seven white people got killed, mm-hmm. and then forty to hundred slaves were massacred as a result. Oh,
1: forty to hundred. that's always it's, what uh, happened. Yeah, it's like <clears> throat> enslaved throat> people getting counted correctly seems like it's especially when there's violence involved.
0: It's real, real difficult, because, mm-hmm. you know, there'll be, like, the official register, and it's like, we executed all the people that were involved, and then someone, like, a hundred years later goes and looks at the graveyard, and they're like, oh, my God. Right. This was a, They killed... They were killing kids, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, just massacres are very difficult to count. Oh, yeah. Which
1: is... who's w- going to write about it?
0: Yeah. Which is actually why there's... um why there's like an official massacre team that the un uses
1: to like go in and and, uh, verify things
0: yeah it's the argentine Mm -hmm. forensics team Hmm. so it's like all these nerds from argentina that like
1: that's got to be a really rough job it is that's got to be (laughs) something that you don't do for a long time most likely or you just have the guts for it, and you do it your whole life.
0: I think, yeah, I think a lot of people, a lot of the Argentines just do. Like, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just, you you read a lot of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And and whenever some, whenever there's like a dictator that's going out of power, and everyone's like, he should be tried for the genocide, mm-hmm. the UN's always like, Argentina, we need your forensics team. Right, And they roll in and they're like, doo, 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 doo. he killed 900 people in this one village. And everyone's like, sh**. And anyways, so, yeah. So it's after the Stonehenge Revolt
1: mm-hmm.
0: went kind of sideways on that one. <laughs> Let's talk about genocide in Argentina. Them, them factoids. And, yeah. I mean, that's what kind of like gives the, gives, I think, the our our little podcast here a lot of depth.
1: Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I love it. I mean love them factoids powered by coffee jesus christ (laughs) so so after the revolt you're saying
0: yeah so after this revolt um there's like a general distrust of even the institution of slavery Mm -hmm. uh, for a lot of poor whites in georgia right and at that time you know poor whites are going to be the majority European population mm, in Georgia. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the majority European population in most places. Now that I've said that out loud, that's a just a stupid statement. Mm-hmm. But the Darien anti-slavery petition, right? It comes out in like uh, 1739. Mm-hmm. All right. So the literally the first, and this is just talking about slave patrols, right? So literally the first, uh, the first, sort of demand of the Darian anti-slavery petition mm-hmm. is the nearness of the Spaniards who have proclaimed freedom to all slaves who run away from their masters makes it impossible for us to keep them without more labor in guarding them than what we would, than what we would be at to do their work. Right. Uh, yeah. And so they're literally just saying, guys, if you are going to have a slave system, you need violence in order to keep it intact. Mm-hmm. And I'm real tired. And I don't want to like have slave patrols, so mm-hmm. it's like these guys in the freaking 1739,
1: and right, they're putting so much labor into keeping people from running to the Spanish. Yeah. That uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then the fourth one, the fourth point in there is it would oblige us to keep a guard duty, at least as severe as when we expected daily invasion. And if that was the case, how miserable it would be to us and our wives and families to have one enemy without and a more dangerous one in our bosoms. Mm. And bosoms is capitalized with an exclamation point. And I don't know if you know this. I think there were only 14 exclamation points in existence at this time. I was about to say, (laughs) you
1: probably don't see those much in old records.
0: And so when you do see one, it's like, oh no. That guy was like
1: yelling as hard as he
0: Yeah. And so... All of these guys are like, "Hey, Oglethorpe, mm-hmm. if you are gonna have a slave system, then you are gonna have to have like a fully functioning slave system. You can't just mm-hmm. let these merchants in Savannah dictate everything, right?" And so,
1: and have us be the people that are dealing with it, I, guess, I Suppose,
0: yeah, yeah, and so doing the militia work and all that, exactly. And so they would draft poor whites mm-hmm. to be like, "Hey, go keep these slaves in line," and eventually. And I mean, of course, obviously, the Darien anti-slave anti-slavery petition was ignored because in yeah. 1752, when the trustees no longer rule Georgia, mm-hmm. like literally 1752, suddenly just thousands of slaves appear in Georgia out of nowhere. I mean, obviously, right. they had been there before, but people have been having to, like, try and hide them in the records and right, be like. they weren't counting. Them. Yeah, and be mm-hmm. like, don't leave the plantation too often and. So suddenly there's just like a bunch of slaves. Mhm. And fun fact, horrifying fun fact, two of the original 18 signatories that like, you know, drafted the anti-slavery petition were later li- later listed as like owning slaves in the mm-hmm. 1750s. Hmm. So they were yeah. Right, right. They eventually got over it. So just kind of like to give you an idea, poor whites—they're drafted into it. Eventually, they become real resentful of yeah. having to guard, and so they start getting paid. Uh. Uh-huh. And, uh, so by the early 19th century, it became necessary to pay people to perform what had been voluntary unpaid service. And the first sli- voluntary quote, <laughs> voluntary un yeah quote, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And so, what had been um, the first paid slave patrols mm-hmm. actually appear in Savannah, Georgia. Yeah. Oh, right? really? Yeah. And Georgia kind of, like, figures out really early on, you should use, like, a grid system. Mm-hmm. And so, they have, like, multiple people on grids, kind of, like, working to... Uh,
1: well, I know Savannah's actually designed off a grid, isn't it? Like, I think yeah. it was in the early... It's it's kind of strange if you go there. It's like parts of it are just it's just super. It's blocks and blocks, like literally small blocks. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that I guess that's a tenet of forensics and stuff. You know, having people spread out so many meters or yards or whatever, and searching for lost people or what whatever evidence or whatever in a, in a grid. So that's interesting that they were like the first to. Oh yeah. Adopt that kind of.
0: That's actually a really. This is why I like doing this podcast with you. <laughs> Because I'll say some sh- and then you'll be like, oh, but wait, my int- my very different life experience has led me to, <laughs> and so, yeah, like, because um, previously, the South Carolina ones, it was just like an angry, wealthy white guy on a horse mm, riding mm-hmm. around like, no, don't do it. Right. Whereas in Georgia, they were like, let's be systematic. Mm-hmm. Let's hunt these people to the ends of the earth. Let's just make a blood-curdling sound when we find them, mm. right? and let's use a grid system. So it was like much scarier.
1: Yeah, yeah, very institutionalized and yeah. but I figure if it's a lot of uh, rich uh landowning people and stuff pulling a lot of strings then they're used to, you know, counting pennies and <laughs> using systematic, you know, anything crop rotation and all that sort of stuff. So Oh yeah. That's in their jam. That's yeah. part of their it's part of their
0: deal. Part of their little cultural package. So here's the thing. Slave patrols aren't mentioned, Mm -hmm. right? Patrols in general, and patrols in the Old South are slave patrols, right? Yeah. So patrols in general, they're not mentioned in Alabama state law until 1833. And Mm -hmm. we have these people in Huntsville going on patrol in 1819. Right. Right. So obviously this has just become part of the cultural package of Mm -hmm. white Southerners by this point is – some of you are going to go out at night and just look for people doing stuff. hmm Right? And so, and even then, the slave codes, uh, the 1833 slave codes, they only make passing references. So they're like, if you find a free person of color in the same kitchen as an enslaved person, go alert the officer of the patrol guard. hmm And it's like, well, how do you know they have a patrol?
1: Right, right. Yeah, yeah, there's no basic laws dictating the existence of them or anything. It's just, they're there.
0: Yeah. So, So it, there's just this assumption, right? hmm And then, of course, as we know, and we've already mentioned, Huntsville's 1831 Night Watch, and even the Huntsville Police Department is like, yeah, that was kind of the official start of mm-hmm. us. And so... Huntsville PD, as most as most Southern places, yeah. started off as a slave patrol. So, so were,
1: was it back in 1819, were those still the volunteer, or were they already paying people, do you expect? They were like, paying. It, yeah, okay. So yeah, more.
0: even during the Mississippi Territory, mm-hmm. as early as 1811, like Marshall okay. Bird, who is the first official constable, right? Of, well, I think
1: that's interesting just because it's like, you know, the um, – it's it's the birth of a profession, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz you have you'll have start having people that specialize in that and people that start making their living that way and
0: So it's still kind of weird and problematic, I guess, when you hear like people being like an officer on patrol and you're like, "Yeah, but I know what that was." Mm-hmm. At least here. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like in like in Wisconsin, an officer on patrol is just like a jolly guy making sure you're not doing math in Alabama. There's like an extra tinge of right horror to it. Yeah.
1: A historic edge.
0: Yeah. So, and it even like it, I'm not even making this up guys. It says on the website, cause I feel like this is the most controversial thing I'm saying for the entire episode with Huntsville counting the night watch as part of its lineage. So yeah. if you go to huntsvillepolicecom com forward slash police crossroads. it says
1: it on there. Get out of my face. Before you send the email Send them an email about something else now
0: (laughs) Exactly So Whatever got the patrol So these eight guys And it literally says in the court documents Occupied in the lawful performance Of said duty as patrollers And instead of finding Some escaped slaves Or some like Creek or Chickasaw people In the wrong place They find other white men
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And they're just like And I just kind of imagine, like, all eight of them kind of freezing, and they're like, what do we do? Mm -hmm. Are they allowed to be out at night? (laughs) Can they be in the woods? Are we allowed to be in the woods? (laughs) And so there's just, like, this whole little existential drama that plays out in their head before Mm -hmm. they're finally like, hey. Right? (laughs) And so they find these two white guys, right? And their names are Nicholas Higgins and James Morris. And they're engaged in unlawful gaming. Mm. Unlawful gaming. And so. Uh,
1: just, just to. So I don't, do you know what kind of games they might be playing at that time? I actually do you have a clue?
0: I actually went and double checked in this particular court record. All right. And it's just unlawful gaming. Oh, okay. But people are always getting busted for gambling. Mm-hmm. Like in 1819, like that was the thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's whiskey and gambling. And so. What uh Pharaoh was really popular right. pharaoh and bunk and billiards
1: i think pharaoh had some link to egyptian something it's like a newer a game people still play yeah egyptian screw or something egyptian, egyptian i don't know. rat screw
0: yeah i don't know see i've never played pharaoh or bunk
1: i don't yes
0: But all I know is people used to bet on them. So it's probably
1: a card game of some sort.
0: Yeah, they're definitely card games. I did look that Mm -hmm. up, at least. They Mm -hmm. are definitely card games. And as for the unlawful gaming, I really doubt that at night in the middle of the woods, there's just going to be a pool table.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Right? A giant roulette wheel that they've built (laughs) by their whiskey still.
0: So one can only assume that it's a bunch of guys playing cards. Yeah, yeah. Or even doing chicken fights. Yeah. Right. Just whatever you're gonna the able... old
1: pastimes. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, things we used to do back before we got way too civilized. I'm just imagining. There's some. There's some guy right now. Right. <laughs> I
0: mean, I mean that segment we were thinking of doing, like.
1: Yeah. Did this? <laughs> did this happen? 1820 or Kroger? Like. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And so,
0: they come across some white guys, and now. Here's the thing. Usually when you find white guys in the woods at night in Alabama, something awful is happening.
1: <laughs> they're up to no good. Like the it, patrol knew it. They're, yeah. They're like, uh, ah, two guys in the woods. Uh.
0: But so apparently these two guys, Nicholas Higgins and James Morris, they're out there gambling and they have a bunch of people with them. Mm-hmm. But as soon as these like eight patrol guards show up, all everyone else scrambles and it's mm-hmm. just... Nicholas Higgins. So they and just James. catch about two of them, probably. Yeah. They they get to those two dudes. And here's the thing like Alabama is really anti-gambling. Mm. Like, we still don't have a lottery. Like I won- yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Y'all understand that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like one time I drove to Indiana and I saw a billboard for a casino and my mind was blown. <laughs> right? So we still don't have a lottery. Mm-hmm. We had a bingo task force until 2010. Mm-hmm. To stop bingo, <laughs> that's <laughs> is that real? <laughs> yeah, like the hate for the hate for gambling in Alabama is so real that there was a bingo task force, mm. which I've been working on looking at bingo task force stuff to do. Oh about yeah, raid. sure, that'd be interesting. Yeah, history of gambling. <laughs> well, I mean, just because they were doing raids in two thousand nine. Yeah, they were like raiding places. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, there was a whole uh, kerfuffle about like. Um... I Murph is some of the executive branch of the state government, you know, and, like, the governor and stuff having having issues with deciding who's, like, jurisdiction to take people's gambling machines. And, like, that happened, like, two years ago.
0: I know, man. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, we're still there. The fact that six years ago, though, there was, like, a part of the, like, state police force and their job was to catch people <laughs> playing bingo and they were well funded too. Right. Like, right. I remember the bingo raids. Mm-hmm. They would be. They like busted up in a church. They were like, "This
1: grandma, <laughs> get down, grandma. Put get, that cup of
0: coins down. I don't care if you're about to win a sweater. You're.
1: <laughs> this is illegal. And so, <laughs> we're taking your basket with yeah. your numbers in it.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, the best part is they had to go and make bingo amendments. Right. To, like, the state constitution. So there's, like, 800-something amendments to the Alabama constitution. 18 of them
1: are... Well, there was a, right down 72, there was a bingo place that yeah. existed for, like, so many months, and, and then the, it got shut down, I rem- uh,
0: assumedly. I remember that, man. They, like, raided yeah. the hell out of it.
1: Yeah, and it's, like, that's that's, like, our next-door neighbors from the studio. We're very close to that area, so... Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, for people listening that aren't from here, there are 18 amendments in the state constitution... <laughs> That say these are the cities it's okay to play bingo in because that happened right states' rights we're real we're so, all about small government,
1: so, so they caught the they there was a bunch of guys, but they caught two of them they they didn't even catch the two of so them. they confronted two of them, I suppose eight <laughs>
0: dudes. I'm just letting you know eight guys, let me read their names again aaron green M- menon priest john priest isaac priest so the priest brothers yeah yeah joel Sturman, jandy jandy bell jandy jandy
1: that's a great name j-a-n-d-y
0: love so jandy bell david draper jandy thomas Bell. Rell. man i know right
1: i'm learning so many good names from this I... like <laughs> <laughs> rhoda
0: barnett jandy bell R- oh rhoda and
1: jandy i'm just saying jandy is like going on my list of like names i would name my kid yeah <laughs>
0: You should just write a song for Wolves of Chernobyl called yeah. Jandy Bell. Jandy Bell. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, guys, go buy an EP. All right. Ay. All right. Plugs. So <laughs> Plugs. So those eight dudes, mm-hmm. eight guys with, like, guns.
1: Roll up. And then. Two ba- probably drunk Bama gamblers. Yep.
0: And so they, they burst in, ready to make arrests. But Higgins and Morris both pulled out swords <laughs> and just started beating ass. Oh, no. <laughs> like, just wildly trying to stab people. Oh, no. All right. And then James Morris. So, James. So Nicholas Higgins, I want you to imagine, is just screaming and swinging a sword at eight <laughs> men.
1: <laughs> eight armed <laughs> yeah. trained slave catchers slash... <laughs>
0: officials and you know, like early bingo task force right yeah. <laughs> and then james morris just whips out a pistol and is like i'll shoot all eight of you with one bullet right oh no
1: <laughs> and so, swords and pistols, yeah dual
0: wielding so <laughs> he he pulls out a pistol and he threatens to shoot like yeah. the eight slave catchers yeah and they all run away yeah
1: all eight of them okay <laughs> and was it in my job description Yes. the swords and the guns one or the other maybe i mean you gotta
0: think they're like they
1: the most action they've ever seen
0: is coming up on like some tired a, yeah a camp guy. a
1: camp of maybe two people or something of yeah runaways and, and they're like oh we're going back to the plantation and they're like no please My mm-hmm. like you know i'm not
0: you know mocking it there i'm just saying like are used to catching yeah. miserable people that are probably already starving with and, nothing, yeah. Yes. So, when confronted with like weapons, <laughs> they naturally Belligerent,
1: fled. crazy white guys in the forest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you get more than three white guys from Alabama in the woods in one spot, There's and like swords, some shit's going... swords
1: and guns automatically <laughs> come out, yeah. <laughs> so, they run away, they run away,
0: they run away. And then here's the best part. Higgins and Morris go back to gambling until the next morning.
1: (laughs) Well, that's over with.
0: (laughs) In the same spot. Right. And it kind of reminded me when I read that of like. um, Of when I was doing the episode about all of the uh, spinsters of Madison County Mm -hmm. and how they were like going and walking along the roads and like hey who wants to get it Mm -hmm. and how there was just like 10 guys and then the guys fled and then those ladies got arrested and then they went back to hooking the next day yeah so these guys fight eight cops and then they go back to gambling Mm -hmm. and this is the first assault on a police officer in madison county history wow yeah the first recorded one i'm sure there was a fist fight oh yeah But the next assault was in 1822 when Valentine G. Pruitt just beat the hell out of Wiley Lewis, Mm -hmm. who was a constable. And here's like a fun fact. A cop was not killed in Madison County, Alabama until 1883. Wow. Yeah. So William Street, he took an axe to the skull. Mm. Like he was he was in a house investigating and then a guy just jumped out of a closet and hit him in the head with an axe.
1: Might be a guilty party.
0: Yep. But anyways, James Morris and Nicholas Higgins, these guys that just fought eight cops, the court dismissed the case against them, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: probably due to how weak their arrest was. Yeah. Like, it's Alabama in 1819. If you fight off eight men, I think you just (laughs) automatically get away with whatever crime you committed.
1: (laughs) With a sword and a pistol. Yeah. So, so, did they go back and arrest them the next day, or do you know, like, how they did they just re- know I, who they were?
0: I think they just recognized them, yeah, is what it looks later like later on. They, yeah, and then they slapped the two, some charges on them. Yeah, and the two guys were just like, I was in the woods, I fought all eight of them. <laughs> and then the jury was like, So many, well done, <laughs> <laughs> you can go home, son.
1: So, it was decided by a jury, too. Oh, think? yeah, yeah, there's a okay.
0: jury and everything, like. It wasn't just Obadiah Jones being like, well, I, I like the way you swing a sword, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so that's really, really cool. So Aaron Green, mm-hmm. the, like, first officer that I mentioned, actually shows up again two months later. Okay. And he's talking to this guy named John Jones. And then John Jones just stabs him with a chisel. Jeez. Yeah. So I think Aaron Green retired after that. Mm. But
1: Well, back in the day Yeah. You get a bad infection or a bad wound, it's like could be crippling.
0: You're dead. Mm-hmm. So that's really that's really it. I mm-hmm. just came in and I talked about that fun arrest. Yeah. And slave patrols gave a lot of background.
1: Well yeah, that but uh, that is surprising that no one was killed for what, it's like fifty plus years of Dude. the existence of the patrols.
0: We got our first, uh, Marshall Bird, right, was our first constable in Madison County, and that was like 1811, mm-hmm. and so, good God, let me see, 1882, 1883, that's 72 years.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty good, pretty good record for them.
0: I mean, being a cop in Madison County in the 1800s was like the safest thing. <laughs>
1: i suppose I suppose like uh pistols and all that stuff were a lot rare to come by too, oh hell no, <laughs> you don't think so There's like they're just everybody's got a gun, I suppose I mean, I guess they're it's mostly rural people, so probably I mean
0: it's a slave society, mm-hmm. so like it was automatically like white men have to be well armed mm-hmm. there's this weird idea that like the wild west was the place with all the guns and then yeah. you get like the genteel South, but the South has always been right. The, like the craziest and most violent part of the country because mm-hmm. of slavery. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's like that famous photo of like uh tombstone, Arizona or Dodge city, sorry, Dodge city, Kansas, where it's like, turn in all your guns, you know, like the Wild West, people were like, No, we do not need drunk people with guns. But in the South, right. we were like, We need drunk people with guns.
1: <laughs> and illegal gambling. Yep. <laughs> it's no fun if it's legal. <laughs> it's
0: no fun if it's legal.
1: Well, I'm sure you're gonna run into way more police and patrol stories. I have no doubt. I really like, want as the, to. As the as the day as the years go by.
0: By the way, it's coming up on a year of Huntsville.
1: Oh, man. I had no idea.
0: August will be wow. the first anniversary.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. We got to do something special. We, gotta, we, we do. A... Well, August is, like, uh, Spice Radio's, like, birth month, too. So, Oh, dude. Interesting, yeah.
0: Pound <laughs> it. We just knocked
1: Yeah, we did. From across the room, it was, like, uh... <laughs> Doll seam, my arm just like stretched way out.
0: It was real pretty.
1: You couldn't hear it. Well, man, man, another successful podcast, I feel. <laughs> good enough. We're good enough at whatever AM it is with most of the coffee is all in, so that's in our veins, but Jesus. we did it. We did it, guys. Thanks for thanks for sticking around with us. Be sure to check out the blog, um, the Hunt's Villain blog. Give them the, give them the URL. I can't, it's, it's a blog spot. Hunt's
0: Villain Mm -hmm. dot wordpress.com okay there's no blog spots and if you want (laughs) you can just like us on facebook and I do a lot of posting sometimes I had a twitter for a little while but Mm. it was mostly just me picking like hey look at this old map of Huntsville Yeah. and like (laughs) three people would retweet it and I'd be like why are you retweeting
1: <laughs> I think that's the point of Twitter, <laughs> If people are retweeting you, you should be like happy. You should be ecstatic. St- I'm very bad. I don't know how Twitter social works. media. So yeah. But high praise to uh Joel Elliott who is who is working on our Twitter to help us out. So he just took over, I think, or very soon. So if you see Spice Radio on Twitter, he's uh he, he knows what's going on I don't know how it works so Frick yeah we got friends
0: <laughs> although I will say this mm-hmm. I posted like a, I did a repost about that mm. one time in on the 4th of July where everyone got drunk together. Mm the slaves and free people and there was like people shooting at the sky and it got a lot of a lot of people were really pumped about that (laughs) and someone was like who the hell wrote this that's amazing (laughs) and so more people well
1: well read and like researched article (laughs) about real drunk folks (laughs) real drunk
0: history yeah (laughs) so that's cool
1: yeah. And yeah, there's tons of great, great stories on the blog, though. I highly suggest you guys. If you guys haven't heard this, we're on the Spice Radio feed at uh, spiceradio.podbean.com. And uh, you can just check it out. See all our episodes. We've got a, uh, it a good, good what it, four or five, something like that. We're getting, we're up, getting there. up there. We're getting up there. Getting up there. So we'll, uh, we'll see you next time on Huntsville and History. I love you. <laughs> Bye. If, don't expect the same treatment if you pull out a sword these days. You will get shot. It's, <laughs> there's not no matter even, who you're going after in Alabama, you got a sword. It's, it's going, going down. down. The Hunts Villain is a podcast recorded at Spice Rack Studios in Huntsville, Alabama. You can find the full blog, Hunts Villain, at huntsvillain.wordpress.com or their Facebook, Facebook slash Hunts Villain. And you can email John O'Brien at hsvln1819 at gmail.com. The podcast is hosted and written by John O'Brien and co-hosted and produced by Ben Job. Thank you to our donors and volunteers who are the sole supporters of Spice Radio. If you want to help Spice Radio, be great. Go to spice-radio.com support. And you can always find great local music and content 24-7 at spice-radio.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay spicy, Huntsville.